Hello everyone. Um, it's been a while since I've done a podcast with Tom or even just like a, a solo podcast myself. Um, I'm currently just out on a walk. Um, I'll, I'll get into sort of the details of my prep at the moment but um, I think last time I did a solo I was deep in off season. Um, so basically this, this episode I'm just sort of going to run through what has happened um, the past probably six months now uh, and just sort of you know get you up to date so um i'll probably take you back to i'll just briefly take you back to the beginning of uni obviously i've um i've moved into uni and um that that was a point where i was sort of a couple of months post mini cut which me and tom were really happy with started at about 140 came down to 123 um, so that was about a 17 pound loss, which for the amount of time and, and for my height, so that, that was a decent chunk of weight that actually came off, which I was really happy about. Um, put the body in a really good good place, you know. We didn't lose any strength over that time, so it was sort of just a case of as soon as carbs went in performance, just skyrocketed really. Um, and I really felt the benefits of that. Um, went to university and, uh, you know, sort of from from starting that there would be no chance I would let nutrition slip at all so nutrition's been sort of you know perfect the whole time and we've just pushed food up to the point where um we we couldn't really push it up much further and there's always the issue of becoming you know less insulin sensitive which is something that um this off season I've been particularly careful of you know, meal timing, um, testing blood, glu- blood glucose um, weekly, just to sort of check that my body's going to be utilising it. Um, so yeah, I went to university and I just sort of, it actually worked out really well. So I lived, breathed bodybuilding. Um, it was a case of I would wake up extremely early, get some meals in, go back to bed, get up go on walks, eat, um, eat again, probably eat again, train. Luckily over lockdown, um, you know, I was able to keep up with my training, which is a godsend, really. Like, um, as much as as much as everyone says you can make it work at home, I, I don't think I could have gone another, you know, another sort of lockdown period with subsufficient training. So we, we did that. And um, then we sort of got to a point where we were trying to hold and solidify the weight. That happened for a while. Um, anyone that's sort of done that will know that it is a potentially um, tedious, boring, more more tedious and boring than the repetitive nature of bodybuilding itself anyway. But um, yeah, we held for a while. And then the 3rd of May was the beginning of prep. So this is what I was sort of go into detail about um i don't want to drag on but equally um and there might be quite a few people who are on the stairmaster right now really struggling so i'm hoping that me chatting bollocks really can take your mind off off this and if you get any steps in equally sort of make the time fly by so we started prep at 140 pounds and this was a much better £140 than 
2020. Um, and bearing in mind in 2019, I started at 129 pounds, so 11 pounds lighter, um, much worse, worse condition. So that is where the process of doing off seasons over and over again comes in handy, you know, and there's quite a few people that are sort of in their first ever real off season. I've sort of seen the, um, a lot of people have, have never really done an off season. They go straight into a contest prep and then um, all of a sudden they go into an actual off season for the first time where hunger hormones are absolutely, you know, that they are not in a great place at all. Um, they'll often gain a lot of weight and potentially not have the best off season possible. Um, but remember your first ever off season and if, if you scroll down, there's a particular image of me in a blue bikini, <laughs> which is absolutely horrendous to think about. But every single time you do an off season, you will look better and better and better. So that's something to think about. That's why I was a lot happier with the starting point this time. So we started off with 10,000 steps just because um, over lockdown, I've probably been getting about seven to 8,000 steps in a day, just naturally. Um, and upping that to 10,000 steps sort of made sense. Um, cardio to begin with, um, I don't think we actually had any. I think pretty much it was like the, 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 the sort of the second week they made some changes and literally put 20 minutes, um, like 20 minutes of cardio, literally just steady state, turning the wheels. Um, and I want to highlight that sort of pushing up really hard in your off season, but keeping it tidy will allow you to make a decent amount of, you know, changes in your physique whilst not doing much output and not lowering food overly much. So that's why we started. Um, and over the weeks, Tom has either pulled food, um, upped expenditure, or um, upped cardio. And I'm about five, five and a half, five and a bit weeks into prep now. And I will update you on where we are. So we're about 12 weeks out. Um, I am weighing in at 131 pounds. So that is, almost 10 pounds off. Um, we have six cardio sessions of 40 minutes on the stairs. RP six out of 10, so not not like, you know, level level 15. I'm doing level six at the minute. That puts my heart rate in um, a good spot between 140 beats per minute and 150. Um, so there's, there's no need to, you know, sort of push myself and do do like really high, um, levels on the Stairmaster when it is actually more beneficial to do something that puts my heart rate in the perfect spot. Um, expenditure, that is at 14,000 steps and we have added in a weight vest um, that weighs 45 kilos. Not 45, 425. <laughs> um, this just means that for a while we probably won't have to up steps because every single time I lose weight um, the steps are going to be easier. So if we're adding the weight back on via a weight vest, that ensures that um, for now we won't 
have to push up to 20 plus thousand steps which is something that I'd prefer not to do just because it was it would impact training um however if need be um we will obviously I'll, I'll do it so that's where that is food we have taken a decent chunk out now on rest days it is pro fat and on training days it is pro fat pro fat pro fat intra workout with um 30 grams of highly branched uh, cyclic dextrin, EAAs, electrolytes, um, and I use a supplement called Basic by H- HR Labs, which has Pico2 in. Um, and then pro carb meal, pro carb meal, pro fat. Um, so that's sort of what nutrition is looking like. Um, fat burners have been added in. Um, and in regards to physique, I'm, I'm not the biggest person. Uh, like the biggest sort of Instagram person in the world like I I don't normally um, post a lot of stuff on Instagram in regards to updates but um, I do actually fill out a train by JP log just so I can sort of put everything in there Um, but yeah I took some photos this morning Um, leg details starting to actually come in which is cool Um, I've definitely brought up muscle there a lot Um, something that I'll touch on is how I've brought up my legs um my upper body has always been you know decently sized but now we've got a much better proportion like at the end of the day figure class it's about symmetry proportion femininity posing um posing again that's something that i really need to work on like it's not acceptable at the moment like um trust me i've been you know really trying to get better um i've i've got a lot of sessions booked in um so i'm really gonna try and improve that uh, well not even try i will improve that um, because posing can definitely let you down so um that is sort of an update on myself so far um yeah 12 weeks until the first show which is two bro show in september um and then another three three and a bit weeks until the second show which is in um october and that is the arnold's um okay so i think that's pretty much everything prep related sort of summed up um the next thing that we'll get on to is leg development um personally for myself legs have always been a um you know a, a part of my body that i've really need to brought up and this will probably hurt a lot of people's egos but you're just not doing the movement right at all it even if it looks right you know if you're filming it and it looks right it still might not be right um i probably made the most progress in my legs in in a sort of six months than i did in three to four years of of training um so strip everything the fuck down like literally strip everything um down weight wise do um half of what you were doing the eccentric needs to be you know three four seconds long hold it at peak contraction um you know so hack squats if you're set you know the first rep isn't the same as the last rep strip it back 
um, weight-wise and, and, and do it again. Um, but th that is something that will take a, a while to nail. And then once you've nailed that, you can then nail intensity. And then you can get strong. Um, I've, I've definitely learned that it's so much more impressive to have an intense, accurate set than someone who can lift a lot more weight. Um, and another thing that has actually really helped me, not only with legs, but literally just in general with my physique, is um, addressing my emotional attachment to training. I used to um, like genuinely be on the verge of tears if I didn't progress something each week. Um, but you've got to sort of learn that execution improvement, that is a form of progression. Rep, adding reps, of course, that's a form of progression and so is adding weight, um, but also feel um, and being able to auto-regulate your training. Obviously, if you've got a coach who gives you a plan, um, you know, speak with them. But in general, me and Tom work really well with me doing the majority of my programming myself. Um, I, I obviously have a lot of, a lot of help from people like AJ. Uh, I speak with him quite a lot about programming. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of people who train well. Kai, my training partner, he is a freak of nature, don't get me wrong, but his form is perfect on everything. So there's a reason for that. Uh, I've trained with Cooper and Meg recently. Again, that has um, definitely helped me especially with sort of bracing. That is a big thing. Bracing is a massive thing on um, your compounds for sure. Um, but yeah, so being able to auto-regulate is, is a massive thing. Like um, with movements, you can run them for, um, well, how long's a piece of string? You can run movements for as long as they will progress. Sometimes you might even keep progressing, but the feel of the movement will no longer be good. Obviously, if you don't have a massive selection of kit, um, that's gonna be hard. But if you do, I would either swap out for a similar movement. So RDLs, stiff leg deadlifts, rack pulls, and conventional deadlifts. They're all a variation of a hip hinge. So if your RDL goes, what might be next? You might put in a straight leg deadlift. Um, if you've been doing dumbbell presses for ages and it finally stalls, you could get a machine press that mimics the dumbbell action. You could get a Smith press that mimics the action. You've got so many choices that once, once you have a feel or sort of think, mm, this movement doesn't feel right, that's when it is so important for you to listen to your body. I sometimes do the two to three strike and it's out. Um, so with my RDLs recently, I put them in sort of March, took them out June, because one week they felt meh, and by meh I mean, like, I think I progressed, but I really struggled to progress that. The next week I matched it, and I struggled to match it. You don't want to be struggling to match stuff um, in off-season or, you know, when you're quite far out from a show still. Um, you want to be struggling to add a rep or add two reps. 
So for that reason, straight away, I just brought the deadlift back in. And I started that again, and it felt immense. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that being able to auto-regulate movements, strip back completely on sort of form, and um, just be exposed to a lot more people that can train well, and, and people who will tell me honestly, like, this isn't okay. Like, I, I've got a couple of good friends, Hannah and Ella, we always um, send our sets to each other. And if something looks bad, they'll tell me. Um, so you need, you, need, you need that sort of support system around you in order to progress properly. But, yeah, other than that, it's just a case of showing up every single day and just nailing the variables. Um, there's, there's literally nothing more to it than just show up and do the work. Um, yeah, I mean... I think if I were to keep speaking, I would probably just be chatting absolute bollocks, really. So uh, I'm just going to leave this one here. Um, I might do one in another. You know, I'm, uh, I don't know how how often I'll do them. If you get to the end of the podcast, let me know how often you would actually like these, whether you'd like them weekly, bi-weekly. Um, I am actually getting some steps in at the moment, so apologies if you can hear a load of cars. Um, but yeah. I am. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for this prep. It's going to be a completely different prep. Um, first time actually prepping with Tom, so that that is very exciting indeed. Right. Well, thank you very much for listening, um, and hopefully that that helps you in some way or another. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.